Hey, Sardo, remember the last time we watched something I wanted us to watch all the way through and how it made us really sad? I do remember. Well, we did it again. Hi, everyone. You this sure is did. the second day of recording and watching things for the Skeleton Crew podcast because we had double up. It's true. There's, uh, We've had some stuff. I've had some stuff going on because I'm going on my first business trip ever. Being this a business week. boy. A big Being business. a business boy. Look at you. A big business boy. The biggest of business. So, yeah, we're, we're doubling up and we concluded something very important. Yeah, we, it is the last Cyberpunk episode. The question on everyone's mind with your hosts, Strauss and Sardo of the Skeleton Crew Podcast, which you are listening to right now, is, uh, did we cry more at Hey K Story? The answer is yes. Definitely more at Hey K Story. The Hey K Story, like, really twist that knife. Not that Cyberpunk Edge Runners does not twist the knife. It's just, there's twisting a knife, and then that, the one that's just like, now the knife is a drill. <laughs> and goes, well... We'll we'll get to that in in our overall observation of this. So, but yeah, we yeah. Uh, we, covered... we wrapped up. God damn it, us! We wrapped up Cyberpunk Edge Runners. We need to stop sharing your brain cells. We've just learned. We got one but... brain cell, and we share it like this. Boop, boop, boop. It's like pong, but faster. But uh, yes, we covered episodes 8 through 10. Mm-hmm. The end of the series. It's it's the end of the road for this particular thing. Yeah, uh, and uh, there's not going to be any more as far as we know. I don't know, maybe. Uh, there might be more. Overall, I think... Yes, uh, you're not sort of. <laughs> I, I tend to revert to this a lot because I, I'll admit guilty pleasure... Especially for, like, work shit. When I'm on the computer and I got nothing to do, I go on TV Tropes. I think this is what the TV Tropes folks would call a downer ending. Bittersweet ending. Uh, definitely downer. Definitely uh, downer. Downer, bittersweet, emphasis on bitter. And, and yeah, you can laugh at me. I am a TV Tropes person. I find it very entertaining. <laughs> well, you, you use it to entertain yourself at work. I th- feel like that's the only true good usage of it. <laughs> There's bad usages but, of it. I mean, I... It. Oh, shit, no. I'm a loser. I'm not that big of a loser. <laughs> uh, starring wolves that we can't fight. Oh. This was... You know... I saw this coming. I, I really did. I think this is why I'm not as shook up as I was about Hey K's story. Yeah, I, I think the difference is... When it comes to a downer ending, is that it, it, the writing was on the wall from the really since Maine died? Oh yeah, because the ethos of CD Projekt Red cyberpunk stories is wrong city, wrong people. And I feel gen generally, mm-hmm. as far as cyberpunk as a genre goes. It's not meant for happy endings. No, that is it's also dy- extremely true. It's dystopian. Yeah. Like, and... I think the closest you get to a happy ending in a cyberpunk story is the stuff from, like, Ghost in, in the Shell. Mm-hmm. And that's about as good as you're going to get it. And those usually still have, like, caveats to their endings. Yeah. So you're walking in, much like myself, into this with basically being, yeah, this isn't going to end well. And by the time episode eight hits, it's like, oh, it's really going bad. I kind of saw how this would end Yeah, a couple episodes back, and I'm okay with that. Me too. It's like... It, it sucks in the sense that we have to say goodbye and none of our, our characters really had a good good run of things in the end. But let's go over what happened real quick. Uh, episode 8, uh, Stay, I believe is its name. Let me just uh, yes. pull it up. Uh, it's uh, really, that one was about, that, that was the last of the transitional episodes from sort of the first half of the series, which is about 
David becoming an edge runner. To he's now full fledged. He he's a big time guy now. He is, and he's really made his place in the world. He's going places, and those places aren't good. Yeah, I. It starts off with him having killing a witness to a job that he's on. That he's, he, that he's not supposed to have witnesses. Oh, you're you're not supposed to see what happens. Mm-hmm. And basically, this is set up for what is the. I would argue the last two episodes are more of a two-parter, despite not being labeled as such. Yeah. Which is, the last two episodes are really the the job that that's happening, which is... So, we, we learn, basically, that what Arasaka wanted out of old David Martinez was that he is extremely resilient to cyberware as it doesn't fuck with his head as much as other people's. So they want to put him in a special contraption called the cyber skeleton. And I, I, I giggled very much. It's like cyber skeleton. Hey, yeah, hey that, that's right. It matches what we're doing. I have a feeling it's got, Oh, I mean, we're cyber skeletons. See what we did there. We are. Hey, we're, we're skeletons in cyberspace. We're cyber skeletons, Ardo. Look at us. We're an expensive project by a giant multi-gajillion dollar megacorp. I don't like that. Me neither. It's bad. It's real bad. But as we learned that the whole plan is they want David in the thing to test the thing so they can make more monies. Because yes. they're, they're a corporation. That's the one end goal is to make the monies. And people wonder why my skin crawls every time any sort of upper management mentions resiliency. <laughs> I, I don't think this is what they meant. Or maybe no, no, is. no. This is absolutely what they mean. Yeah, not, not, in the, not in the same way, but you, you understand what I mean. <laughs> I do. But yeah, so this leads into the second to last episode where we enter the Badlands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emphasis should... on bad. Uh, 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 well, yeah, but I, I don't know. Actually, sorry, how well do you know the cyberpunk universe, out of curiosity? I mean, not as well as I probably should. That's okay. You don't need to know everything. But, like, a lot of middle America is, like, desert. Bad, bad things happened is basically the, the long and short of it. <laughs> So, yeah, emphasis on the bad. Yeah, emphasis on the bad. Mostly filled with just wandering nomads in cars. Kind of Mad Maxy, mm -hmm. kind of not. So, yeah, Mad Max. It's, it's a little Mad Maxy. Not quite. A, but a, a Mad lot, Max adjacent. A lot less leather daddy. Aw, bummer. Uh, not that everyone doesn't dress coolly. It's just they dress more like cowpoke. Uh, fair enough. Because, you know, you're in the United States. If you're going to, like, wander in large packs of cars, you might as well go all howdy on people. Yeehaw. Yeah, you, you might as well just yeehaw it. There is a lot of leather, just not... Not, not, not... not uh, oh, God, what's the second villain's name after Toe Cutter? Mm -hmm. Oh, God, what's his name? Uh... Like Humongous or something like that? Yeah. It's something like that. It, it Less that guy, more... More Toe Cutter. Okay. Who technically is also more more than Joe because that's the same actor. Fun fact. Very cool. Yeah. Hmm. I I thought that was really cool of them. We're we're gonna have to have an episode on Mad Max Fury Road one of these days. Oh hell yeah! But uh, you know we're out in the Badlands, at, right outside of uh, Night City, and uh, the crew is uh, going after an Arasaka convoy. And as we learn, uh, all of this was a setup by Faraday to uh, basically sell out the crew to get a cushy job at Arasaka in the grand scheme of things. What a shocker. Faraday was a bad guy. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, we see all this get set up. So it's one of those things where we know what's about to happen as an audience, but not the characters. And the tra tragedy is that it's like, you're like, no, don't go. 
he'll die. It's dramatic irony. Yeah, it's dramatic irony. Which is a shame because, well, it doesn't go well. Uh, they get cornered by Militech. Uh, for those who don't know, and, and this is for you, sir, Militech is sort of the American corporation equivalent to Arasaka. Mm-hmm. And in fact, they're basically the the new United States, or NUSA, in universe, because uh, California's not part of the U.S. anymore. Neither is Texas. It's it's literally the United States of whatever. Yeah, kind of is. But uh, Militech's like, we want this thing, and uh, David puts it on, and it's bad. It, this is where things go, for, go from bad to worse. <laughs> right. And, uh, well, the, the cyber skeleton certainly is cool. It's very cool. It does a lot of damage. The guy with the it's flex like... tape is not going to fix this. <laughs> flex tape it's is really not, not fixing this. <laughs> and, uh, it is bad. This shit's fucked. Uh, a lot. The one good part about all of this is how there's a lot of Rebecca from here on out, and it's great. Up to a point. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get, get to the last episode. But uh, just a lot of her yelling at people, which is great. Oh, yes. But what we learn is uh, what Lucy was actually up to was keeping Arasaka off at David's tail. He's now very large twink death tail. He's large and in charge. My favorite part of some of these episodes is just him, like, being depressed naked in his penthouse room. But he's like, I am a sad man, don't look at me. He's just sitting there, sulking, absolutely monstrous, absolutely naked, <laughs> ass out, watching TV. Oh, like, he's, he's just, just like, like me for real. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we knew exactly where we were going with that. Good job, us. Same page. Is High there, five. Is there anywhere else to go? Not really. It's just, we. they also, uh, Lucy and David have a fight because, like, Lucy's trying to get David out of this because she knows that all this, all this cyber is starting to take its toll because despite how built different David is, he's not that different. It's like, uh, David is suffering from a case of I'm the main character. Nothing bad can happen to me. I'm I'm so built different. And, and he literally says it a few times. I'm special. I'm and special. The thing is, he is by universe standards until we, he yes. runs into the one guy who is even more special than him. He's just not special enough. And that's what leads to our last episode, because we might as well talk about it. We're now in the, back in the oh, city like... being chased by basically everybody. The crew of David, Falco, oh, and, oh, yeah, Kiwi betrayed them. It's, it's Yeah. Yeah, I forgot to mention that part. That happened. <laughs> yep. Kiwi did that. Kiwi, the girl who taught Lucy, don't trust anyone, proves her own statement very correct. Yeah. You know. Like kind of saw it coming. You, you see it coming. I should mention, just because you see it coming does not mean it's a bad thing. Oh, no. No, no, no. And I, I'm not saying that is, like, uh, a criticism of the story. Yeah. It's just, like... It... I'm I'm just making our audience know that, that we're not saying this as a criticism. Yeah, you, you see the writing on the wall, and that's fine. It's fine, but that's what makes it sadder, is because you know it's coming. Oh yeah. This you you see the storm on the horizon and there's no way to get out out of the way. Mhm. And uh but anyway, uh we're in the middle of the city. Uh Kiwi gets betrayed by Faraday cuz it's like you can't have witnesses and Kiwi's nope. like here's where Faraday is. I know you shouldn't trust me, but fuck this guy. I want him dead. <laughs> yes. And as we get to Arasaka Tower, David does make it to the top. Not in the he way his does. mom wanted. <laughs> he's but, also losing it yeah david is going in and out of cyber psychosis the only thing keeping him out is continual application of drugs to make him not go into cyber psychosis he's yeah like the only reason he's not losing it 
yet is because of that, and that's running out very quickly. Not always that. And the only other thing keeping him remotely sane is that he has one last goal. Like that one goal is keeping him from going full off, like over the edge. Yes, but, but they actually do a really good job because they call back to Maine losing it in the same way. Not not with the same imagery, but well, actually, same imagery, but very, but also different. Yes, like it's just him crossing the streets of Night City instead of like out in the middle of nowhere on like a tarmac. It's just yeah, him crossing the street, but it's very similar how. Maine was starting to lose it. I I think that's a really good usage of like similar imagery to be like, oh, oh no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a very nice application of that. And that's when we reach uh, the moment where he shows up. And who's that, Sardo? Uh, uh, Mr. Adam smasher adam smasher for those who have no idea who he is has been arasaka's big old goon for the past like 50 years in universe uh remember how i said there's someone more special than david meet the guy who thinks being chromed out like a crazy person is the right thing to do and and a mr adam smasher is basically a robot at this point he is just a big fuck off dude with a big he old looks very beard. cool. Oh, he's really cool looking in this. And his voice is excellent. I love his voice. I'm I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah, he's... Alec uh, Newman who plays him. He's a British actor, actually. Newman. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's good. He, uh, let's see. Uh, what else is he known for? I'm going to look up his filmography. He actually is a Paul, a certain Paul Stardes, actually. Oh. For the sci-fi channel version of it. But, uh, let's see. Is there anything that people... He was in The Snowman. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, British actor. Mr. Police. Mr. Police, I gave you all... Mr. Police, he gave you all the all the clues. Yeah, he was in Frank Herbert's Dune. That's fun. Oh, yeah. But, uh... He finally shows up, and he's like, "Like, well, Faraday." Fair, everyone's like, "Well, Faraday, fuck you, you failed. We're gonna kill you now." I, and Faraday gets splattered. Yeah, it's like about time he gets splattered, <laughs> like like a sack of jello, and you get to see his multiple eyeballs rolling across the ground. It's, oh, it's, it's very great. good. It's great. I like that bit. The other thing that's great about it. Is he also fights? Uh... He's also actually uh, Adam Smasher in the game. Oh wow! Gets it gets more lines here, but uh, what's really great about Adam Smasher and all of this is that like, oh, David's doing the whole like I'm using the sand devastating. I'm the I'm the best, and then Adam Smasher starts using his, <laughs> and you're just like, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> This is not, oh. And, and I, I want to put this kindly. David's our boy. We've been rooting for David. I like David. Like, you you want David to succeed. David's fucked. You know, as soon as Mr. Smasher shows up, David's fucked. And, and he is, because in the tabletop, because I've actually played it, uh, Adam Smasher is only brought out when you want the characters to die. <laughs> <laughs> like, Adam Smasher is comically hard to kill. It's it's a good fight between David and Mr. Smasher. It's, it's well done. It's... You never get the sense, at least I never got the sense, that it's like, oh, David's gonna turn it around. David's gonna pull a win out of this. Because even if he did, uh, I, I, I want to let the audience know. I want them to have this picture in their mind because David's basically a torso with a head at this point. Yep, they took off all his other limbs, which were admittedly cybernetic. He's he's a torso with a head bolted on to some really impressive machinery. And even if David wins, 
he's not going to have any sort of happy heroic ending after this because there's it is the thing in this case of that that whole thing of like cybernetics consuming the human bit of you like the thing is, outside of just Adam Smasher, no one could have get can get this crumbed out without things going wrong. And you notice it because like Smasher has everything David has and then some. And he's the mm-hmm. in fairness, I don't think you could go crazy when you're already a psychotic monster man. And the th- the thing of Adam Smasher is that he, just from like his dialogue and everything, it's clear this man has lost his soul a long time ago, and he's fine with it I, I, the way i always put it is adam smasher was already a horrible monster of a man before the chrome yes cybernetics so, did not make this man evil he was already no. like this <laughs> yes he was he was a bad person long and before the cybernetics happened cybernetics didn't help only made him more dangerous <laughs> yes that's the best way to describe adam smasher and and that's in a way why a part of why David loses because David has a soul. David's a good human being, and so the the human part of David, the David part of David, could only be crushed like a bug by this by this guy. Yeah, it's like you can't like Adam Smasher is a monster. He never, he, there's no fear of losing your humanity when you didn't have it to begin with. He is the beast. (laughs) Yeah, and the first act he really does after, like, oh, wait, he's just as, he could do this, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Is, He's uh, just as good as David and better. And better is straight up just kill our precious Rebecca. (laughs) Yep, and fucking Rebecca dies. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't want to say it. I knew this was going to happen. I, you know, again, I, I kind of saw it coming. I had a feeling. I, it's like, it's not a matter of who dies. It's a matter of who doesn't die. Yeah, and the answer is, uh, well, Rebecca doesn't make it. She straight up she tries to... She, yeah, she gets straight up crushed. Or, but But she does try to shoot him. <laughs> oh, she went out as she lived. Angry, mm-hmm. small, and ready to... She she loves firing her guns. And, and, you know, at least at least our girl Becky got to do that. And that's all I ask, is that she got to die as she lived. And boy, does she die as she lived. She dies a warrior's death. <laughs> oh, God, does she ever. She joins Atsumori of... Yeah, we kind of saw this coming, but damn it, did you win out how you wanted to. And And that's the real victory there. But it's like... Yeah, I saw Mr. Smasher coming down on her, and it's like, she's she's not going to make it out alive. And yeah, she's shooting at him, but that's not going to do shit. <laughs> uh, fun fact, because I actually... Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to know some things from the game that are some of the fun yeah. Easter eggs? Uh, you Go can, ahead. Her shotgun's still there. <laughs> it's in the wow. Bush. Yeah, you can use Guts. That's the name of her Aww. shotgun. Aww. As someone pointed out, you can wear Johnny's clothes, David's jacket while wielding Rebecca's shotgun, and also side-arming a different character's weapon killed by Smash and end up dying because of guys like Smasher. His sins, his the ghosts of the past refuse to let go. <laughs> it's great. But, yeah, it's like, the moment Adam Smasher shows up, this is how Adam Smasher is supposed to be, where you're like, Oh God, no! <laughs> like the like everyone's like, oh, you're a le-. like even David Taunton's like, oh, you're some sort of legend, huh, Chum? And it's just like, yes, I am. Prepare to you die. You are the legend. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's that's as it should be. Yeah, no, because it's really well done. Go on, explain to the guys. Audience. I, and I mean, you understand the this particular cyberpunk that the lore and the world better than i do Mm. but i feel like just in terms of general character writing there are reasons like there are reasons people like adam smasher get the reputation and get the the oomph that they get and it's for things like this 
Because it's not just that they kill a bunch of dudes with no name. It's because they murder heroes. And he did. He yeah. murdered heroes. And that's as it should be. And if David had somehow come through and defeated Adam Smasher, even if only temporarily, it wouldn't have had the same impact. And it wouldn't have felt right. Yeah, and I the best way to put it is he's the hero killer. He's the hero killer. And you need hero killers because otherwise the hero's triumph over those guys isn't going to feel quite so huge. Maybe that's a simplistic way of putting it, but that's how I see it. Oh, I should mention because you would just think this is really funny. Um, this is technically the first time Adam Smasher's been been officially confirmed in Night City in about 53 years. <laughs> uh, oh. I have a question. Do you know what happened uh, to Johnny Silverhand? Because you know who that is. He's yes, of... I do. Uh, it's Mean Keanu. It mean Keanu, as he, he's known to most people. But in universe, uh, he set off a nuclear bomb in the middle of uh, Night City in Arasaka Tower. Because, of course, he did. Mm-hmm. This leads to oh, yeah. shit getting worse, kinda, and then somewhat better, then worse again. Because, oops. <laughs> but uh, he yeah. was famously, the last time he was seen was dueling Morgan Blackhand as a bomb, as a nuclear device went off. <laughs> uh-huh. And the joke is, there's rumors that he's still alive, but uh, Edge Runners is the first confirmed appearance he's back in the timeline. So, yeah, when they mean he's a boogeyman, they, they mean it. <laughs> the guys are... And it should be noted that uh, Morgan Blackhand is Mike Pondsmith's character. Okay. For those who don't know what that means, uh, you'll notice at the start of every episode in the opening, based after the universe created by Mike Pondsmith. <laughs> yes. So, you know... He's that guy. <laughs> he is. But yeah, as we're, we're going through, it, David stuffs Lucy in Falco's car. By the way, Falco is the guy with the mustache. Played he's by he's Matt the Lucy. Yeehaw Man. He's Yeehaw Man. He's the driver. Yes. He's neat. He, he doesn't. He doesn't. He, he drives car. <laughs> he lives. He lives. He, he gets his arm shot off, I think. Uh, yeah, his he, arm doesn't get shot off. His arm gets punched off by Adam Smasher. Oh, fuck. But but he, he, lives. he lives. He is able to just run with Lucy, and they, they're the only two who gets to live out of the, the original crew in total. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's Lassad. And... Lucy finally gets to go to the moon, as was her dream, but she doesn't get to go with David. And it makes her the sad. And, yeah, it's it's very tragic. It's it's that Pyrrhic victory of she, she got to live out her dream, but not really because she didn't get to go with the person she really cared about and loved. It also should be noted that this is also the source of the best Neil drop in the entire show. Yes. Oh god, they play they they play the love. So- well, it's not really a love song. It's more of a breakup song. Yeah. I really want to stay at your house. Is a desperate plea to try to make this work. But it drops, and God, is it great! It plays basically the entire final moments of this show before, really, up until the ending. God, and is it great? You're just like, man, what a needle drop. It's very good. You're like, I really want to stay at your house. And sadly. But David can't stay at anybody's house because he's dead. He dies. Smasher kills him. He even offers to turn him into like an AI construct. And he's like, fuck you. And he's like, all right, blam. Just, really, I think what, it, this is a really cyberpunk story in the sense that it is the little guy trying to fight up against 
the big guns of the corporate world, and it just doesn't work. Because you can't just... burn this city down. The city always wins. They they tried so hard and got so far. But in the end, it fucking dies. It sucks. It, it's 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 sad. It sucks. Especially because they killed our, our girl Rebecca. Hmm. We we miss you, Rebecca. You we you were you, you were our favorite. The, the best Becky there ever was. Damn it. The Becky with the long hair, mostly because she is absolutely willing to kill everything. I I love that that murderous little gremlin. And now you see why she's so popular. I I understand. I understood from the minute I saw her. I'll be real. From the minute I I heard her voice, it's like, yeah. Her voice in English, by the way, because the English stuff is fantastic. I love her English voice because we yeah we listened to this in English. I've I and... listened to Japanese. It's good in Japanese, but in English it's much more. Uh, they use the actual, like, in-universe lingo, which is yeah. fun. It's like uh you know people say chum and preem and nova because this was made in the eighties. <laughs> this is and... a property made in nineteen like eighty two. <laughs> And we've we've talked about her voice in in previous episodes, but I just I love her husky, raspy. Like she, she sounds like she eats cigarettes, and drinks Bud Light for breakfast, and I love and, her. And, and cleans it all out with sandpaper. <laughs> yes, and it's such a distinctive voice, and it sounds it, it's a sound that's super. Sp- specific and and i i say this with utmost affection as somebody who is white trash themselves she sounds white trash and i love that about her (laughs) (laughs) she just has this very specific sounding voice that's kind like no one else sounds like that and you couldn't find someone who sounds like that she is beautifully unique and And i adore her played by alex cazares i think she's actually uh latina actually which is the funny part oh very cool i don't know she's our age actually oh yeah just looked it up well she does a magnificent job oh no she's great in this it's just you hear that voice and you're just like that is a unique voice no one else sounds like that oh my god becky i i love her i i think she ended up being your favorite (laughs) she was my uh, she was my favorite yeah and i i I love rebecca it's not surprising because the like lucy's great we love david but rebecca's sort of this so very specific feeling character like, for as great as everyone else is, and, like, the main cast is all good. I want to make that abundantly clear. Yeah, I liked everybody. There's no bad character. It's more of, like, for as much as we liked Maine and Dorio and Lucy, David, yeah, p- even Falco. Actually, Rebecca I... and Falco's interactions are always great. <laughs> oh, yes. I really you enjoyed Falco, that musta- cowboy mustache. <laughs> I, I love Falco. It's such a line. Falco's but, good. But Rebecca has my heart. It not not hard not to see why. She's just such a <laughs> She's such a very like who do you know the story of how Rebecca got into this show? Because she wasn't in the original I... script. So I don't think I do explain. Okay, so like one of the things that was revealed by uh, in interviews by uh uh oh god, I I'm gonna I'm sorry. I'm not I'm gonna try to not butcher some names here. <laughs> because the these are I am not good with Polish. <laughs> it's uh Botos is it the Tibor, I think. I do not know how to. I'm so sorry. 
I'm a poli- like, Polish is the one European language I have no idea how it's supposed to be pronounced. Fair enough. But, uh, I think, it, I can't remember if it was with him, or Rafael Jockey, or one of the other main writers. Like, one of them was on an interview a few years ago, like, uh, like, early last, this year, or, like, late last year, talking about the production and how, like, they saw Rebecca there, and they're like, who is this? She's not, she wasn't in, in the script. And everyone, uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> and they're like, who's this tiny little oddball? And the answer is, oh, we thought she was interesting. Fair enough. Sometimes that's all it takes. Uh, and they were so right to do it because she's a hit. She's great. She deserves all the popularity she has. No, it's funny because they were like, you should cut her. She doesn't really fit in with Night City because she's like this. They use a word we don't like and it's the term lowly. But and I would not call Rebecca that, by the way. She is she is clearly a grown ass woman. I, oh, very I hate it when people do that. She's like is short, short adult women exist. That's yes. And, and, and I wouldn't really say she's very childlike. She has big eyes, but I think that's more like her own aesthetic type of going for her. She no, that's mm, oh god, I, I don't, I, I don't do like that. it. But but like, Sue Trigger's like no, she stays. And CD Projekt Red was like, okay, fine, yeah. Mind you, their issue was that was that she was an add-on. That was Trigger's idea, right? Because they had written the whole thing out, and they're like, are yeah. you sure? And then like. And even CD Projekt's like, no, no, she she's perfect. <laughs> Let the tiny violent gremlin stay. <laughs> it's like bringing like in the a chihuahua. Attitude, <laughs> a the very... attitude fits with, with the tone. No, it does. I, I feel like you're so right. And I, I will... There's so much I want to say about that that particular statement about her appearance, but I'm going to refrain from it because that stuff pisses me off so bad. <laughs> I hate that shit so much. Yeah. But yeah, I I think I'm glad they kept her on. Yeah. I it's like, you know what, you were I understand why you thought this way because like she was added in and we're like and if we wrote something they're like and we were like, "Who the fuck is that?" Mm-hmm. And we would have, and they would have been like, and we would be like, the fu- who the fuck is that? Yeah. But in the end, just like, dude, trust me. <laughs> this was the ultimate dude, trust me moment, and it was absolutely accurate. <laughs> yeah. It's just Imiyashi's just like, trust me, it's gonna be great. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. One of the most popular characters in Kill a Kill, another show by Imiyashi, was the tiny gremlin child. Yeah, it's true. Nanon is great, mostly because she's she's a massive bitch, <laughs> and and sometimes that's what your story needs is just to add a gremlin. Yeah, just a tiny mad gremlin who wants to cause mayhem and loves the violence, and that can really do a lot for the story. But yeah, that was cyberpunk. Yeah, it was it was real good. It, once again, it, what we like about it was what we said before. It's colorful, it's over the top, but not too over the top to the point where it's bad. I enjoyed the story. I think it's interesting. Yeah. I I think there's some stuff there to be said about. I I mean I think with with a lot of stuff, especially the genre itself, it's. A lot of social commentary, and there's plenty there. Yeah, like how David mother this whole inciting incident is all because David's mother doesn't have the right health insurance, mm-hmm. which is super and real. It's, it's the thing of how things like poverty and lack of things like healthcare and other basic necessities can drive people into what broader society sees as criminal behavior 
and we don't do anything to adjust uh, to assess the things that cause that criminality we just attack the criminality head on and we cause more issues for ourselves in doing so yeah like a violent response this like or how like david going cyber psycho is not because he's a bad person Mm-hmm. But because, like, the strain of his life and all these other things add up, combined with strains on his physical form, he just, he can't take it anymore. And there's something to be said how that is, I, I mean, the general insight of that is how a lot of, a lot of health issues in life are compounded by stress mm-hmm. and the general existing of our, our human nature in this world adds stress and what makes our health worse stress and we don't have health care but you you know what i mean yeah. it's 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 all very much like the human condition and it's interesting and i liked it i thought it was good i liked yeah. the violence also oh yeah this, this show has wonderful violence and thank god for rebecca who loves causing said violence and laughs while she does it I I love her. I love the way people in this are just water balloons full of blood and organs. <laughs> I have a good question for you, actually. Huh. Um, outside of Rebecca, who was your other favorite character after ten episodes? Now that we finished it, Molly, that's a good question. Um, I'll be real. I thought David was very interesting as far as main characters go. Yeah, I I did like his kind of look into the the idea of like the protagonist and well I'm going to be fine because I'm special and because I'm built different and how it's a nice kind of deconstruction of you're not built different you're not special you are just like anybody else but it's it's not like in a way that like David's like a megalomaniac or like narcissistic or anything he just he thinks he's strong enough to push through this because there's such an absurd reliance on resiliency and resiliency is bullshit. Yeah. It's also like what I like about David is he think like he is incredibly resistant to the pitfalls of cyberware and how it causes people to start losing themselves as you know, as they all ship a Theseus themselves into something new. Yes. But as we learn, even he has a limit, and part of the reason why they get in this mess is because he is unwilling to admit his limit. That there is a point That's where exactly he... That's exactly it. Where he... There, there's this, this whole need to be tough because he's trying to fulfill the dreams of, you know, of his mother and his, you know, the... And everybody he loves. His surrogate dad. Yeah. It may, and, and may, Lucy... his dad in, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. His and dad. And, and, my dad. Boogie woogie woogie. <laughs> but depressed version of that. So minor key. Yes. And I think... But I... Oh, go ahead. I should say one more thing about David. Do you know who he's played by? Because we've heard his voice recently. Um, he's played by Zach Aguilar, but you would mm-hmm. recognize him as a short man with coiffed hair with a sign. He's Kume. Oh. Oh! Really? <laughs> yes! It's the same what? guy! What? Yeah, I know, right? Are you shitting me? <laughs> From Yakuza and, 7 himself, Kume. And I think that speaks to Mr. Aguilar's, um range because he can he can voice somebody so lovable like david and then somebody so utterly hateable yes. like kume just a despicable boy boy from most despicable boy to goodest boy the the, the, the goodest kindest boy who david would i mean anybody could beat kume's ass but yeah david would would turn him into paste and he should. Yes, I agree. But yeah, no, I think so. Final thoughts, I think, before we uh, say anything else. 
is if you have a Netflix account, I think you should watch this. Yeah, give it a go. It, it's fun. You don't need to know a lot about the setting because that doesn't matter. What matters it, is... It kind of... Oh, go for it. it. It explains a lot. It explains itself well enough to for you to understand what's happening. You don't need, like, a full backstory of the world. You don't need all this lore. You're fine. Yeah, you you kind of get it going in. You, you understand what's happening, and that's fine. It's fine. You're not going to be fine by the end of it, because you're going to be sad. No, you'll be very sad. It, it won't be Heike's story, like, oh, I... I don't know what to do with my life now. Mm -hmm. But it'd still be sad. If Heike's story is a 12, this is like a 7. Yeah, I'd say so. A 7 on the sadness scale. In terms of, like, actual whole production, I'd give this like a 9. Maybe oh, an yeah. 8. Like, 9 or an 8, depending how I'm feeling that day. The The only downside it is, is that it's 10 episodes, so it's done. It, it, it goes by fast. Yeah. But I'm really glad we got to watch this. Yeah. This was very nice. Sardo, I will promise you the next thing I make us watch will not be this depressing. I don't believe you, but okay. <laughs> I mean... Uh, we could watch Gunbuster. I have no idea what happens at Gunbuster. It's probably going to be really depressing, too. Uh, I mean, it is by Kynax back when Kynax was Kynax, but... I, ah. I, but this is pre-Evangelion Gynax. Now, Strauss, let me put it this way. I trust you not to have us watch something really sad the way I trust me not to have us watch something really shitty. What are you talking about? Speed Racer is great! <laughs> We had two you know, whole episodes about how much I love Speed Racer. That's fair. Speed Racer is joy. But 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 hence my point. I'm not saying that we won't watch something you recommend that won't be really sad. I'm just saying it's not likely. I mean, we could watch... And anything that's going to be happy will be a fluke. I mean, we, I, we, I could force us to watch School Rumble. True. It's, I, have, I have the box set. <laughs> It, it comes in a little steel box that's uh, that's shaped like a locker. We we could watch that. I I'd be down. I love School Rumble. I haven't seen it in years. I'm, it's a curiosity of how well that show has aged. Some of it's gonna age very well. Some of it, not so much. Oh yeah. Well, we'll have to we'll have to put that on the table at yeah. some point. I'd be down. But for that. Uh, I do have one last thing. Uh, there was an interesting tweet about Edge Runners. Uh oh. Uh, well, it wasn't a tweet. It was by a very specific person on the Cyberpunk 2077 subreddit mm -hmm. uh, with the title, They Fucking Nailed It by The Real Mike Pondsmith. <laughs> the Real Mike. <laughs> Mike Pondsmith approved. <laughs> Whoa. The original creator went, this is good. And if you're looking for a better praise of the work you're probably not gonna find it also mr mike pondsmith looks like he would fit into the cyberpunk universe very well oh yeah no that's the best part of looking up pictures of mike pondsmith is that yeah actually he looks exactly how you want him to look he's he's an extremely cool looking guy <laughs> also one of the rare black people in tabletop gaming which we need to praise that shit for a minute because you and I seriously both can point out how the tabletop scene is extremely white. Oh, the, the tabletop scene is blindingly white, blindingly bad. A lot about a lot of a lot of issues of race. The the companies making the games are trying to be better, and we we appreciate. But but it's still. It's there's still a lot to be done there, but 
hats off to Mike Pondsmith for being there, making something so huge. There's and just, so many pictures of him with sick glasses and a leather jacket. I'm like, he is I, real. <laughs> I want his sunglasses collection yeah, because he's just a very cool looking guy. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hang out with him. He he looks like he'd be a cool guy to hang out with. I I would love to have a beer with Mike Pondsmith. Me too. But, but yeah, I I will say before we go away. Also, I really want to say to your house, excellent needle drop track. That's yes, great song in in the get when you're playing twenty seventy seven. Much better now now that I feel depressed. Very much so. I'm gonna drive. I mean, I'm gonna drive around town on a high speed motorcycle, being sad. <laughs> and uh, also, the ending's really good. It is very good. The end. Also, the ending credits animation is oh, oh, Lucy's sad now. Oh, Lucy. Poor Lucy. You lose everything. And also. Kudos for, for the Franz Ferdinand in the soundtrack. I love me some Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> what I like about it, because somebody po- pointed out, they never actually say you burn the city down. They never actually get to the chorus. Yeah. And it makes you realize, oh, you can't burn this city down. Nope. Nope. You Which is more depressing. <laughs> you don't get to win in this. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think that's just kind of what makes ultimately an interesting story. Definitely so. Because it's not about winning or losing. It's about it's about just what happens. And it's about the system. And it's bad. The fuck the system. The system is horrible. Yeah. And that's Cyberpunk Edge Runners. It was good. We recommend it. I I really enjoyed that. That was terrific. I'm trying to decide if this if we recommend this more or less than. I know for a fact that of all the things we've watched for this for this program, like Hey Hey Stories number one. Hmm. I mean. I'm going to be real. I'm kind of useless when it comes to these sort of recommendations because my thing is, if you feel like you'd like something like this, then you should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to decide if we recommend this harder than Speed Racer, and the answer is maybe. I mean, again, would would you like Speed Racer? What kind of time are you looking to have? Yeah, Speed Racer's when you want to have a laugh and just watch something silly and goofy. You, you watch this because it's a lot. It's it's well done, it's fairly thoughtful, it's interesting. This is the sort of thing you watch it if you're willing to sit with it for a bit afterwards. Yeah, like we will, by probably watching animal videos. <laughs> Because that's what we do. <laughs> we watch birds be goofy. But overall, I, I loved it. And I'm really glad we got to experience this. Yeah. And talk about it. Yeah. Next time around, uh, I don't know what we're going to watch next for the show, but it might it might be Gunbuster. I, I have it. <laughs> it's right Maybe. over there. It's sitting on my shelf. I'll give anything a try. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff. We could watch Tokyo Godfathers for December. Good. I oh, haven't. this one that is one of my favorite like holiday time movies. <laughs> well, okay, Sardo, I'm gonna promise this on the show, just so it happens. We will watch Tokyo Godfathers oh, for good. the show. Yes, because I have it. And when it's December time, we'll 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 do it for a December episode. Oh, wonderful! I'm very happy because I like it, it's not the season for it yet. It, it's spoopy month, so we're I gonna have it. to. We're going to have to do something. <sighs> Once the snow starts to fall, then it is Tokyo Godfather's season. Or if it's December. 
which whichever one happens first <laughs> either way with global warming who knows yeah it didn't really snow a lot this past year it didn't like snow until like mid-january yeah but who knows it, it, it might rain more this year we'll see maybe but yeah yeah so that was edge runners we thought it was good i liked it yeah so uh, strauss i i mean okay so is this the we've re- admitted that we were doubling up recording so this hell you watching is going to be very very short <laughs> uh, <laughs> hi sorry have you watched anything in the past 24 hours <laughs> i started playing Baldur's gate oh hi how has it been so far I've been having a great time. Oh, I got great. absolutely slaughtered by intellect devourers. <laughs> oh, poor Sardo. I'm I'm having such a good time. I love this game. The mind flayers can get it. <laughs> they wow. had no reason to make the mind flayers that hot, but they did, and I'm so glad they did. Oh, you can fuck one in this game, so congratulations. I know you can. I'm so excited. (laughs) I thank you, Baldur's Gate 3 team, for letting people fuck the Mind Flayers. You aren't cowards, and I appreciate that. Uh, Now, only if they would put an orc in the party. Seriously. Yeah, that's been my one problem with the game, is... uh lineup diversity and when the tiefling and the githyanki are the only spiciness in this party yeah i i want an orc not a half orc i want an orc well okay let's okay so actually here's a good way for me to put it because you've seen me Mm. play wrath of the righteous yes which you enjoyed yes and uh so here's the lineup of every possible character you can get in Baldur's Gate 3. Are you ready? All right. Outside of the player career character of Tav, we're not going to count them. That could be anything. Mm-hmm. So Tav doesn't exist. You have Half Elf in Shadowheart. Uh, uh-huh. Yes, I know he's a vampire, but he's an elf in. He's an elf. It just doesn't fucking matter that he's a vampire. He's not any kind of monstrous vampire, so it doesn't matter. No, he has one kind of monstrous vampire. The one who slays. That doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) I had to do it. I'm like, uh, Neil Newbon, you're a treasure as a hysterian. (laughs) Uh, Gale, human. Will, human. Does get fiendified, which we like. Love the horns. Yes, but but he starts as a, he starts as a human. It doesn't count. I, I agree. It doesn't count. Though I do like the horns. The horns are very nice. Um, Lazel, biggest bitch here, lover. Uh, Githyanki, actually different. And also, if you do any of those mods to, like, make her face look quote-unquote prettier, I actually hate you. <laughs> Honestly, for anyone. Except for the one face mod that makes Shadowheart look, at, like, have the same relative voice, like, face look of her actual actress. That's, that's fine that's different that's, that's fine no it's so but funny it, because uh the, the uh, voice director for the for Baldur's Gate 3 actually is dating her well hey <laughs> so he's like i romance shadow heart for real <laughs> she's she's a great Aww. twitter follow you, you would love her oh um let's see carlac tiefling finally more spiciness halson good but Big buff druid man, love it. But elf, but he's he's a guy. He's just a guy. He's an elf. <laughs> love that he's big and buff, but elf. Uh, Tahira, love that she's an older lady. But very half good. Elf. <laughs> Still a half elf. Uh, Minsara, if you want to go evil, Drow, which is basically elf but different. Purple. <laughs> yeah, but purple. It's the phrase, what if it were purple? Why he orple? I haven't, I've not really talked to her much, but uh, then there's uh, Minx, dumbest boy, stupidest boy, human. And Boo. And, And of course he comes with Boo, who is a hamster. Precious Boo. 
Yes, but but not not a whole lot of like non human flavored romance the, options. It's not even just like a romance option thing. It's just like your options are all basically some flavor of elf or human. Even tieflings are half human. Like, and it's like I don't I don't count tieflings as like the monster fucker thing because tieflings are just hot people with horns and a tail. <laughs> and and those are all hot things. And in fairness, Carlock is very hot in every which in every sense of the word hot. <laughs> she she's hot in all senses, but she doesn't count. <laughs> hot though. Love her. Uh, she's very hot. I I love Carlock. But in, in this case she doesn't count under the circumstances. Yeah. Whereas when we played Wrath of the Righteous, our first party member was yes, a human, but she was black, so that was cool. Like Will points for making a black person. We we like a little more like variety in people just in general, especially in fantasy, which is kind of devoid of that. <laughs> it's uh oh, did you ever hear uh there's a bit about the Bay Area from Robert Robin Williams. It's about the rainbow tunnel. Hmm. You go through it, and zaps uh, all the color out. <laughs> it's like that when you go into fantasy sometimes. But it's like it's also in turn you get like yeah, Camellia. She's a she's a half elf. But then you also get Lan. Lan's half lizard, <laughs> half goat man, which is cool. And then there's Wendawog, who's a blue spider lady. They're mongrels. They're weird. I I think it's really sad you don't get to fuck the spider people. Sardo. Wow. You can fuck Wendawalk. I'm well, just I just been bad I'm bad at keeping her alive. <laughs> okay, but but like in in Baldur's Gate 3, it's sad you can't fuck the spider people. I want to fuck the spider people and I Think spider it's people. a crime that I'm not allowed. I don't think there are spider people in that game. Yes, there is. There's a Spider Man. There's there's a guy with the 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 spider body. Oh yeah, no, name. you mean the Drider. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we're sorry. I'm he he didn't last very long when I was playing. <laughs> but I think it's a shame you can't romance him. Well, because would. I know one first friend of mine who, who said it's good that he's no longer with us. He is deathly afraid of spiders. Which is fair. Yeah. He, on the other hand, understandably doesn't like spiders. But yeah, but also in Wrath of the Righteous, you know, you get a, a human cleric, Sociel, goodest boy. Mm -hmm. Black, too, which is nice. Gay, also fun. And then you also you could also get his brother... But that's not until, like, near the end of the game. But you also get a dwarf named Greybore. You get a tiefling. You loved that tiefling, didn't you? I did enjoy that Wolf, tiefling. That Wolf was a Jim, good tiefling. He had his voice, wonder, is when he's, like, he has that smile. You could tell the smile he has when he's talking to you. It's like, hey, chief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your beloved Regil. Mm -hmm. Angriest gnome alive. No. <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> I just love an awful gnome. He's an awful little gnome man, and he's he's mean. Evil gnome. And then there's your beloved Dayran, who's technically not an elf, but... Okay, so Azimors are basically elves, but not really. Yeah. But his hair is, like, Metallica-looking, which is fun. It is. And then, of course, there's, uh, there's Ulbrich, who is, like, Halcyon, but he's human. Ulbrich's a new guy, actually. He's played Dude. by Mike Pollock, which is the funniest part. So every time he, sp every time he spoke, I was like, Eggman. <laughs> Eggman. I miss my wife, Tails. <laughs> I miss my wife, Tails. <laughs> I'm going back to Sikoris. I'm going to find my wife. <laughs> And then there's beloved Arushale, who you love Arushale, your wife, my wife, the, the be who beloved you miss, Tails. Uh, yeah, she she's the wife I'm missing, Tails. 
her and her beloved a succubus, an actual literal demon. A, a, a for real succubus. Who's trying to be good. She's great. Point is, Boulder's Gate 3 is great, and when you're done, go play Wrath of the Righteous, because it's probably now very much on sale and uh, got recent DLC update, actually. If you like Baldur's Gate, you'll probably like Wrath of the Righteous. It's it's more complicated. It's it's a lot less simple, but once you get it, you're like, oh, look at all the stuff I can do. You can be a lich. You can. <laughs> and have an undead army. That's neat. Sardo loves being fun. a lich. I love being a lich. It's my favorite activity. Like licking graham crackers on Mondays. Yes. But folks, I think that's good for an episode. Thank you all for coming. Uh, Sardo can be found on the internet as Autopsy Garlands on Twitter. Marky yes. Belial for the art account. Also uh, true. Your commissions are mostly open. Yes, they, they are open. I'm working on one right now. Yeah, but... I, I would know because it was me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I said mostly open. <laughs> it's like, it is open, except for that one slot that's currently busy at the moment. <laughs> yeah. That one is occupied, but the rest of them are free, yeah. so you should still commission me. Still commission Sardo, but just know until one of them is done, not all of them are open. Most of them mm. are. <laughs> and uh, you also are uh, streaming on Mondays, uh, tonight, today, as always, yes. because this goes up on a Monday. That is correct. Like Solomon Grundy, this is born on a Monday. <laughs> uh at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Time, or 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and uh, 5.30 p.m. if you're on the West Coast. Yes. Central, you, you have to do the math yourself. Figure it out. You'll, you'll be fine. I'll, I always post when I'm going live. Yeah, so. yeah, so if you follow Sardo on Twitter, you'll know. I'll be there yeah. unless, uh, I don't know, shareware happens or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, Strauss will tell me if if not, but otherwise you'll yeah. be there. And uh, I am Almighty Strauss. Uh, oh, you're also Uncle Death on Twitch. I should state that. <laughs> and, and Blue on, Sky. Yeah, and Blue Sky. We're on Blue Sky now. And also Mr. in Blue yeah, you're Mr. Blue Sky. And also in turn, you can find me at Almighty Strauss across all platforms: Twitch, Twitter, Blue Sky. I stream Monday, Tuesday, not Monday. I t Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're playing Yakuza at Like a Dragon. It's been great so far. Yes. It's we, been a lot of fun. We recently, as of recording, just got done with the... Uh, there's a war we have to stop. Yeah. We gotta fight Mabuchi. There's stuff going on. We'll fight Mabuchi. Yeah, it's exciting. So yeah, if you, as always, we have a Patreon. Uh, it will be updated with, of course, uh, our most recent edition will be our Like a Dragon watch through. We we watched it. It was interesting. There was stuff that happened. Our last episode is on it. You've probably already seen it if you're a consistent listener. And if not, go watch that. We talk about vibes. We, we had a good time. We had a good time. We didn't have a bad day, so we didn't have to turn it around. Yes. But in the meantime, folks, thank you all for coming. This is the Skeleton Crew Podcast with your host, Sardo. Mm -hmm. And Strauss, that's me. And uh, we're going to go like watch some animal videos, probably. I think so. I, I believe there's a new girl with the dogs. Oh, yeah. So, goodbye, everyone. Good night, everybody.